Welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures into Reality. I am joined by my adventuresome co-host, Kathy Ma. Hi, it's great to be here today. What a wonderful day it is. So lovely and warm where I am. Beautiful sunshine. Awesome, awesome energy. Yes, and we are leading into this infamous summer solstice where the energies of the light is beginning to challenge people, truly put the, let's just what I call the burn into their soul to get something done, to change something inside, to allow those spring energies of the awakening from winter to allow that next level of awakening now. So many people are challenged by this upcoming solstice. Yes, most certainly. I mean, it's always a turbulent time, isn't it, the solstice? Yeah, it's cooking. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in the stew pot. <laughs> boil and boil, toil and trouble. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you want some shark fin soup instead of, you know, you know, human soup all put together in one, one solstice. Oh, wow. Well, oh, not only the solstice, we're also in Year of the Monkeys, so this is going to be like a turbulent time. And uh, what are the dates of the solstice, Andrew? It's I believe month, it's right? the I believe it's the nineteenth to the twenty second this year, depending where you are in the hemisphere. Mm. So it's a time for all of us to prepare, a time for reflection, a time to take stock. And if you've got any outstanding big projects, either finish them up before or wait until after. <laughs> yes, and this is the time that you take you take that that sacred moment and create ceremony time. One of the things we talk about all the time is the solstice and equinox ceremonies. These are the times of the year you get to reflect on what has been going on in your life and the changes that you need to make or the growth that you've occurred so you don't fall back into old versions of yourself. That is what the higher level of what the solstice represents, what you can do to self-reflect so that the next equinox, you look at yourself in fullness of balance and are able to chart your course into a whole new layer of growth. Mm, very, very good words of advice. Very good words. Uh, now that you mentioned chart your course, it just prompted me to remind everyone that we have started a new show on Sundays called Charting Your Course. <laughs> Six to eight o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> right here on Revolution Radio. And that's a show that'll feature Kathy Ma, myself, Andrew Bartz's, and Debbie Smart, who was on our, our show last, last week. Um, and we had an incredible first, second show. <laughs> yes, I know. We're very good at the first, second shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming it's becoming a a a definitely a, a thing for us. Yeah. How can we break the cycle? <laughs> exactly. How do we break the cycle on that? Yeah. What are we I guess doing? we'll just have to start a third show and figure it out. Yeah. Take stock of our situation, think about what it is that is creating this continuous cycle and then be different. Be what is what unpredictable. Exactly. Be unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Debbie is such an amazing person. I mean, when you hear her speak, you can just hear the years of knowledge and the depth of her understanding and just hearing about some of the people that she's changed the lives of. I mean, it's uh, she is an amazing woman. Definitely worth listening to. 
Oh, yes. And you guys will have chunks and nuggets of advice coming from both Kathy and Debbie and myself that'll help you go back to the basics of what awakening means. We're at that time with the solstice coming up, we need to go back and look at the basics. So we understand where the foundations of our motivation, the foundations of our inspiration come. To see the subtle programs that are in us that want limitation and create expectation before creation and co-creation. Mm, yes, that's excellently put. Very, very, mm. it's It's already making me think about what things I need to look at myself and thinking, oh, you know, what plans have I got before then and after then as opposed to during then. And it's all also about cycles, isn't it? Like whatever cycles that you have left open at the moment, you want to try and wind it up before you enter the solstice period because in that time of turbulence, it will be difficult to see the leaves for the trees. That's absolutely true. This is the time where if you are capable and of making that time of having some form of tunnel vision so that you can begin to end the old processes so that when the highest light of the day on that solstice comes, you're bringing the most amount of light of change. And so that that focus, you know, ends in a point and then starts opening up on the other side. Mm, that's very well put. I, I like that imagery. I mean, when you when you think about having to st stop and take stock of what's been going on, it's actually quite a challenging thing to do, even just to find the time to do it. Because when you're immersed in so much stuff, it's difficult to sit back objectively and look at it and think, you know, what are my priorities? How is my time management? Am I achieving those goals? I mean, it's a lot to think about before the 19th. <laughs> right, but six days. <laughs> but they've also had six months if they listened to us back in the last Equinox show last year. That is true. <laughs> so for all of you that were paying attention, you're well prepared. <laughs> for everyone else, start putting notes down now. <laughs> exactly. And for those of you that want to find more information about the solstice and the Equinox, you can go to andrewbartzis.com and you can go to the products page and you will see two product, two, two things there um, that are talking about the solstice and the Equinox. And they are incredible teachings that have lots of tools and techniques and actual how-tos of perform your solstice ceremonies. Mm, definitely check it out. How-tos are very, very useful. <laughs> Especially when you've never done it before. You're right. <laughs> oh, I need matches. <laughs> ah, cannot burn wet wood. Oh, oh, oh. You know, oh, you need an open area. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, don't have any sage. <laughs> All those little things that are on the checklist that make those sacred ceremonies go much easier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Learn from people that have done it before. Knowledge is power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have done the trial by error, and now we are beyond the errors, and we're at the point where we no longer need trial and error because we know it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you have all these resources just at your fingertips. Make sure that you utilize them. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's cue up Laura Lee Solomon to spin the wheel of collars. 
And then we shall delve into adventures into reality. And the first caller is there, 613, your name and where you're calling from. Candace Rimble. Hello, Candace. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Alexandria, Ontario. Alexandria, Ontario, another out-of-country caller. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Well, what first question I'd like to ask you is, Is there anything about me to do with water that, did I have a, a problem with water in the past? Did I, did I drown in a body of water? There's something to do with water that I'm, I'm afraid of it, and I have a lot of dreams about it. All right, so my, my first question for you is, when did you begin to notice this in your life? When I was that a That was child. forming a pattern, when you were a child? Yeah, I had repetitive dreams, the same dream over and over again. And what was the dream? The dream was um, we had never seen the ocean. I always assumed the ocean was a huge body of water, was very deep. And the dream was me and my little brother, we were taken to the ocean and right where the water began, it just dropped off. And my little brother fell in. And that was the dream over and over for many, many That's a past life memory. Yeah. Yeah. And that also wasn't your past life memory. That was a past life memory from a ghost that was inserting energy into you at a young child to stay alive so it can continue its process of mourning the loss of its little brother. Yeah, okay. So this is the first thing you have to say. This entire process of me noticing patterns is based on the foundation of a fear and a memory that was never mine. Okay. Like dominoes, the foundation falls one by one by one. And now you have to make the individual choice to say that to all forms of fear of water that were co-created with an entity that was abusing a little person in their dream world to stay alive, continue with it too, so they could continue their own mourning process. Okay. And you got that from your school. And you weren't the only one that got that. That being did that to dozens and dozens and dozens of others. Okay. It would because be a very all- good it would be a very good idea for you um, to have a new relationship with water to transform yeah. the very nature of water. Okay. Yeah, because my whole childhood, I, I swam in very dangerous bodies of water, actually. Mm-hmm. But I was always extremely afraid. Extremely, extremely afraid of it. But I did. I'm a good swimmer. Mm-hmm. But um, it was about a one year ago, I did a few past life regressions, and it was the first time for me, so I wasn't quite certain at the time whether it was my just my imagination I'm just thinking of this or but one of those past life regressions that I did had to do with water as well as a small child drowning in the water me drowning in the water yes you drowning you, you've had thousands of lifetimes where you've drowned in the water sunk in a ship that that was the nature of life back then okay so okay. what what had gone on is something selectively used other memories that you that you already have in your resonance to make a field of of match a matching signature frequency. Okay. 
It's like, you know, if we all look at the common things in our refrigerator, we all probably have butter in our refrigerator. We all probably have something that we can all relate to each other in our refrigerator. And when a, when a being comes to use another being, they just look in your refrigerator and go, what do I have that's closely to match? And that allows after a period of projection, meaning it hovers over you for days and weeks at a time and waits for a moment where you're down in energy and it gets in and it gives you an energy. It gives you a memory. So your past life regressions revealed, let's just say, the common things in the refrigerator. Okay. See, you're dealing with a form of spirit trauma. And I want to bring Kathy in here. Now, Kathy's going to have a very different perspective than what I've described. And this for you is about understanding that you've learned something about yourself. And there's a whole new way to look at the deconstruction of the myth that the little child created. Hi, Candace. Hi. Nice to finally talk to you both, actually. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely <laughs> to have you on the show. Um, as you were talking about your issue, you know, I was seeing a lot of imagery around your energy. And when you were very young, when you had this first awareness of a um, fear of water, were you in the ocean? No. In the lake, is it? it nowhere near a body of water at the time when the dreams first started to happen. <clears throat> mm, okay. Um, so your first experience in water, would it have been in a pool or lake or an ocean? Yeah, it was a pool and then it was a river. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm asking you this because, you know, the imagery I'm seeing is like uh, when you were very young, uh, I, I'm seeing you in the in the ocean, well, what I would think is the ocean, because it looks like salt water to me, but you've come out of the water and you've got these little marks on your legs. Not cuts, but they're marks. Do you, do you remember that? Um, like paper cuts. They didn't hurt, but it was, you know, almost like you would get out and they'd go, what's wrong with your legs? And you're like, huh? No. Hmm. The first time I went to the ocean was, when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first time I swam in an actual large body of water was maybe around the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was just pools that I, mm -hmm. I'm aware of. We never went to the ocean, that's for sure. Mm, okay. Well, I'll just give you what I see. Um, maybe it will make sense to you. Maybe it won't. Um, I'll let, just let it resonate with you. But I, I see that you were swimming in the ocean and you came out. You had these really thin, I'm just going to call them like paper cuts on your legs. Maybe only six of them. And they're a little bit from like uh, halfway from your thigh to halfway down your calf, that kind of thing. And what I see is that there were eels around where you were swimming and they've they've been swimming too close to you. So they've actually brushed against you and cut you. Um, but you probably wouldn't have been aware of it at the time because, you know, I mean, it just feels like water and they weren't out to get you or anything. Um, but I think the fright of that has stayed with you for a very long time. Not the actual fright of at the time, but later on when you are visualizing what, uh, what had transpired, it's that freaky kind of <gasps> imagery that, that's given you a fright. So <laughs> 
if this doesn't apply to you at the moment, you can't think of it. I mean, possibly it is a past life thing, or maybe it's something you just don't remember. Um, it, are your parents around that you could ask, or whoever you yeah, used to actually, go swimming I have with? Asked the exact same question to them. Um, you know, just because for the last few years now, I've been really working on myself and mm-hmm. trying to get to the bottom of things. And it was just a few days ago I asked a whole bunch of questions to my mother mm-hmm. um, about about that and also about about the water and also about just what I was like as a child. Like, is there, you know how when we grow up and we all of a sudden we built these walls up and we're trying to, you know, break down all these walls and find out why we are the way we are and, and work on them. <laughs> I asked her. You, know, you mean face yourself? Of me that I don't, didn't recognize, you know. Mm. I know what so, you yeah, mean. No. It's like things that happened to you when you were so young, you really can't remember them, but then possibly you've blocked it out. But it's helped you formulate the person you've become today, you know, the good bits, the bad bits, the phobias, the uh, eccentricities you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get it. I think your mother probably isn't going to remember a lot of the stuff that you're maybe seeking. Because you know what? what? That's exactly what she said, too. She, <laughs> everything I asked her, she'd say, well, I don't remember you being like that. You know, I don't really remember that. And, and then she'd ask my father, who happened to be in the same room, and he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, she cried a lot. <laughs> but my mother couldn't remember those things. Your yeah. mother couldn't remember because she was emotionally coloring experiences. All mothers do that, mm. as do all fathers. So when we ask our parents for that reflection, we're only going to get their perspective. Yes, yeah. you, you might be better off to get some of your answers from like an auntie or an uncle mm-hmm. because they will remember specific instant incidences more than your parents because for them everything is molded into one big life experience they mm-hmm. they may not remember but when things happened or you had um, difficulty over certain things it's always the pesky relatives that remember the, the that kind of stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no hiding yeah. <laughs> my aunt Tula was that one Yeah. (laughs) Well, I do have another question, Mm -hmm. if there's time. And I just, I, um, my son was born with a genetic syndrome. It's called hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia. He's fine. At the time when he was a baby, it was a big problem because it took a few years to figure out what exactly was going on. Everything's under control. It's a skin disorder. and um, But there's something about my son that I, I know he has a special gift. And I don't mean all parents think their children have special gifts, but I mean there's something. Um, he has something that some intuitive, something intuitive that I just can't pinpoint. But he's very introverted. He, he likes to keep to himself, and he, I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, getting him to, to speak to me and talk to me. Like, it wasn't all that long ago where he was always with me, talking all the time, and now all of a sudden he's very introverted. It could just be the age, but I do think that he has something special, and um, 
I remember as a child, he, he had told me he had seen, he says, I see a caterpillar in the doorway there. And I mean, sometimes maybe kids do see things that aren't really there, but this happened on two separate occasions where he said he's seen things that were in the doorway or in the room that I couldn't see. I just wondered if you, if you could, if you know anything about that. How old is your son now? He's almost 14 now. He'll be 14 this summer. And what age was he when he, or roughly, when he had these um, things that he thought he saw? I would say he was about five, six, four, five, or six, something, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very young. Well, when I, I look at the energy of your son, I'd say that he, he is a, a very gifted child. Yeah. Uh, he's introvert at the moment. Did you mean? Yeah, intellectually, academically, yeah. but he will only excel at one or two things if, in terms of scholastic achievement. Um, he's very good with numbers, but yes, it, he, it, 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 he won't truly develop that till a little bit later, but he 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 is, you know, a genius at, at yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, I look at it and I think, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a lot of formulas, a lot of numbers. <laughs> He's always been in trouble at school for not showing the breakdown of the, of the problem. He just knows the answer and writes the answer down. Mm. And he was always getting into trouble for not, you know, breaking down the problem, solving it. Instead. Yeah. Well, his point of view, that would be too mundane. Like, yeah, of course you would know the answer. Why Why am I wasting all this time writing all this down when I could be just staring out the window in, in my thoughts of whatever they are? <laughs> but that, that will come with time. That's discipline, you know. Um, and he has to learn to understand that he has to also a little bit fit into his environment and uh, do some of the expectations that you're expected to do at school. Whereas he, he's just... Think of it like this. He's like on a turbocharged brain. He's, he's already at B. I mean, he's not even adding anything in the middle. So for him to so slow down is he's, difficult. He's very bored. He's yes. very bored at school. Yes, because it, it's too slow for him. Okay. You know, uh, it, it's it's a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Later on in his scholastic career, it will start to... Um, be more productive and more <clears throat> recognized and he will excel. But at the moment, what he's learning is to him is too mundane and he, he lacks concentration purely because he's already done it. It's not that he's being rude or um, no. unattentive on purpose. It's just, you know, it's like trying to teach us to read ABC. It's like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I could be at home playing on my computer or something, right? Um, but uh, to to go back to how he's a bit more withdrawn at the moment, to, to me, when I look at his energy, I'd say it's the age. You know, I wouldn't take it as a sign of anything. It's just the age and, you know, hanging out with family or wanting to share th things that you're thinking is all, you know, too boring to do with parents or not even boring, just don't want to. And, you know, there's secretive behavior because that's just the way it goes. <laughs> it's hard to 
you know, go back in your own memory to think about how, you know, at that age you're like, oh, my goodness, everyone's just harassing me. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of how it is. And he's not sharing purely because he's just going through a lot of stuff. His hormones are all over the place. When he gets to about 18 to 20, it will all level out. But this is just part of the great change that kids go through. I wouldn't put too much worry into it. Just you have to find a way for him to understand balance. Um, could you hold on? We're just coming up to break and we'll catch you after the break. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the amazing Andrew Bartzis. And remember, everyone, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H. So we'll be able to... I think someone needs to mute. Thank you. So... <laughs> Uh, to get back to what I was saying, we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So go ahead and contact Tanok at galactichistorian.com. And for those of you who don't know, Andrew is offering a free, free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. Sign up for free at andrewbartzis.com. Just put your name and email when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, just get it at andrewbartzis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. So, Candace, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Of course. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> well, excellent. It's been three years I've been trying to get through. <laughs> oh, wow. You're I persistent. I love that. <laughs> um, so going back to your son, he's just yes. in that phase where, you know, they're going to be getting a bit weird, a bit introverted. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. But what, what I do see around his energy is that he is going to be um, very susceptible to anything like flu, cough, uh, sinus issues this year. Oh, yes. He has so, a lot of issues. Uh, yeah. mm, okay. So definitely keep up with the boosting the immune system. Um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but echinacea is probably going to be a great thing. And, of course, echinacea drops are probably better, although they taste like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know what success you'll have at getting a fourteen-year-old boy to take him. <laughs> okay, but if I not, him, he used to be really sick. He isn't sick as much anymore. He can fight things off and not get uh, secondary infections anymore. But I do give him oil of oregano. That works fantastic in the capsules. Mm. That, that helps to keep things at bay. Okay, um, I'd also look at his. Um, whole body of what's in it. I mean, he looks like he probably will need to do a little bit of detoxing um, because everything is related to your immune system, right? And especially when you're talking about a kid that age, you know, who, who knows amount of food that they're consuming that you don't even know about as well, you know, and the, the proper, you know, uh, way that the, the well, I don't want to say rubbish, but, you know, that stuff that goes through the colon and comes out, you know, the, <laughs> the proper system of it all going down. 
at this age, they will start to get some blockages. So if you could do some basic detox that he would find acceptable, that would be great. You know, specifically that's geared at just getting rid of the excess in his colon kind of lower body region. Um, because that would really help his immune system. So that's great. You're already doing something with that. Um, don't worry if he's having more cold flu type stuff this year because it's, you know, the energy is around him. So whatever he can um, decrease would be great, but it's probably still going to happen. So don't take that as, sign, as a sign of things to come. It'll just be for this year. Okay. Um, also, going back to his academic uh, side, I think you'll find that one of his teachers is actually picking on him. Yes, um, I, I have a feeling about that. Yes. Yeah, I, I really think some intervention on your behalf might be helpful. I know you're going to think that that be like make it worse, but I think the fact that the teacher knows that you're aware of what's going on without flat out saying it, it will get them to just, you know, pull their head back in and leave him alone. Uh, because, you know, at this age, it, it, it's terrible. I mean, bullying of all sorts is awful. Uh, and, you know, you, you take this stuff on board and you, you know, go through life with it. So anything that you could do to decrease it without flat out accusing <laughs> would be mm, most beneficial. Well, uh, you know what, I have, I have a real issue with the whole school system to begin with. It's, but, but. I mean, the children need to have an education, right? They have to have their education. It's just I have a, I have a lot of issues with the system. That's yeah, happening. I think everyone has yeah, a lot of issues and opinions as to <laughs> how things should be run. <laughs> yeah. But, he you know, at the moment, he's in the best place available for him, you know. Uh, it's just well, this one particular. That. Yeah. Um, and there are many ways that you can do it. I'd probably go, you know, more just mediocre, not directly say you're picking on him, but, you know, I feel that there's someone in this class that, you know, is making him uncomfortable and, you know, I, he won't say anything, but I just know it and, you know, would something like me talking to people help? Because, of course, they don't want you to talk to anyone. <laughs> but just having that awareness, I think, will just take that edge off. Okay. Wonderful. So I have a question. I have a question real quick. Is your son into card games? Uh, not really, no. I mean, we have we play cards. We were just on a trip to France for two weeks, and we, they played cards every night. But All right, that, that's what I'm picking up. There, there's something in it that has activated him, and, and this may seem out of, the, or out, of, out of the blue thing, but... See if you can find him a class on card shuffling or card sharking or something where he can show off a skill like that. Okay. While it's still fresh. All right. Okay. It might yeah. be worth investing someone to just to get, come over and you know pay him a hundred bucks to teach the kid how to do card tricks. Okay. It would it would really give give him something he can show the bullies or the ones that might be bullies. He's cool. You were asking before really about his really gifts. You were asking before about his gifts. It's his truly is his interpersonal communication is his gift. Okay. You ever seen um, street magicians? Yes, I have. He was one in past lives many, many times. 
Huh? Okay. You would you would do him a favor if you could figure a way out for him to get motivated. And if he doesn't, that's okay. But he's just got to be able to see it. It's a way to diffuse high energy situations or to make something go more in his favor. Okay. Darling, we have got to move on to the okay, next wonderful. caller. Thank you so much for taking my call, and I, I love everything that you're doing for everyone. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Kathy, we get some unique callers. I know. I mean, Candace was just so wonderful. I mean, just the issues you brought up were so interesting. So I think we've got Asa, Asa next. Asa, are you there? Oh, uh, uh, Joe. I'm uh, sorry, Joel. Uh, oh, sorry. Hold on a second, Asa. Joel, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Kathy. Here's Joel. Hi, Hi. Joel. How you doing? Good, very great. I'm very uh, glad I was able to call you guys again uh, last week. Uh, as you guys know, the electricity here doesn't work as often, so the connection is horrible. So I was very lucky to be able to establish connection with you guys today. Were you, able, were you able to hear the, the, the what we were able to get other yes. stuff from yes. last week? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I was going to thank you for that. Uh, it's a confirmation that I had before. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I wanted to ask a direct question when you said that uh, me going through this experience, being in Venezuela, it, you know, it's literally forcing me to be focusing on creating every I am presence because I'm constantly... Uh, you know, surrounded predators everywhere. There is, you know, for food, for safety, for every every minute, every second. I feel like I cannot be completely relaxed. You mentioned as the, as, as the very forest around you is erupting with energy, re repeating the predator call you just talked about. Yes, yes. See, and there I, is there is unity around you. You're just not seeing it from a perspective that's rooted into that system, just like every other living being that's in that forest. Okay. Okay. And uh, when you mentioned that I was, you know, supposed to learn to create a bubble, but then when I mentioned you mentioned the dream time, you mentioned I'm supposed to create another bubble. So is that related to what I'm experiencing right now to apply it when I dream? Yes, the first bubble is your daily protection bubble that you, when you are awake and working in the world. The next one is your dreaming protection bubble that protects your body from predators, just like all the animals in the forest do before they go to sleep. Okay. They put a bubble of protection around them so they aren't predated on when they're sleeping. Human beings don't naturally do that anymore. And the whole energy of your area is asking you to do that because you're going to achieve a new form of unity if you can make those protective heart-based bubbles just like all the other life forms in the jungle that are around you. Okay. Okay. And uh, well, what is the best or most efficient way to do that? It isn't about efficiency. It's about being sacred. You can't be efficiently sacred. You can be in the moment sacred, where when you wake up in the morning, you greet the day and understand the day will have challenges, but you've had a night to dream and sleep and relax and have great new ways of seeing the world. So you have to give yourself the joy and the inspiration and the motivation in the morning 
to go on and take on that day, no matter what the challenges are, knowing that you've created your bubble of space that says these are my boundaries, and if other things should cross those boundaries, I call upon my spirit world and my dreaming world to change my one degree of separation so the predation and the violence goes to another direction that is still part of great mystery's natural plan. Um, okay, that I'm just uh, digesting information, but uh, yeah, I will I will continue trying to do my best. And uh, something related to this, uh, like I, I don't know if I told before, but uh, I was not somebody who was really into sports. All of a sudden, uh, when I was like 14, 15 years old, things were changing. Sports became a big part of my life. And around five or six years ago, I don't know, I, don't, I can't explain it uh, exactly how it happened because things happened gradually, but no, I was kind of ignoring it. But uh, I just started having this uh, attraction immensely for martial arts. And uh, I just went to a gym, I, I joined it, and uh, things started happening super smoothly. In, in the sense of like I felt like I have done it so many times before and, and uh, I started competing, things went very well. So my main question with this is that martial arts is something that was not on my radar before. But uh, since this is something came randomly, is this something that I'm supposed to or would be more efficient for me to apply it more as a way to uh, release energy, uh, become more aware of the, uh, my movement in the quantum physics, in the quantum field, or this is something that could benefit more in a larger scale when it comes to pursuing a career. I actually love teaching to kids because it's not something that it's not about just fighting, but more like a feeling. The internal every aspect, the, yeah, the yes. philosophy, the teachings to not fo to choose not to fight and use yes. it only as a last resort of self-protection. Oh, yes. That will be a great area for you to go in, and you'll have many mystical experiences as the teacher, and the children will be looking to you as their great master eventually. But in this moment of now, your choice to transition from one to the other is a spiritual choice, the transition out of competition and into co-creation. Okay. I, sports, I'm sports was competition. This is yeah. co-creation. I'm just saying it because in the martial arts world, in order for people to kind of like uh, have faith or believe in, in your teaching, they have to see you performing. And that's, uh, right. that's, that's, that's what has been a little uh, difficult for me to, you know, show the skills, but without actually having to perform, you know. So let, me, let me bring Kathy in here to help you with the, the performer in you who may have butterflies about creating that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe. Hi, Kathy. So do you think, would it be fair to say that part of your issue at the moment is wondering, are you on stage and where to go next with it? Big time, of course. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, because when I, I look at your energy, I think that there's a quandary in you. Like, you definitely love martial arts. There's no question about that. And you have taken it like a duck to water. But now you're at that crossroads where you have to decide, are you going to just keep up with the physical part of it because that is so enjoyable and you're good at it? Or do you want to delve deeper within yourself onto the spiritual aspect of it and almost go to like, you know, the qigong kind of side where you're all talking about the energy, the yin and yang, because that is also another huge part of martial arts. But yes. whether you choose to 
define them and then bring them together or just go one way or the other is always a quandary. Let me put it to you more simply of, about where I see you going with this, is that I think you will have a bit of a an internal conflict over the, the further you go with the martial arts skills in terms of competing and fighting, you will excel, you will get better at it, but you will not feel that fulfilled about it because you're lacking the spiritual side of it. When you can finally get to that point where you can see that for yourself, when you can actually feel that inside your being, then you will know it's time to delve more into the just the movements of it, the practice of it, and that the competition is no longer as interesting to you or as exciting because you've evolved into the next phase of it. Does that make sense for you? Yes, completely. And uh, it's, but uh, it's, it's totally... Yeah, it's totally okay to still be in that competitive drive and, and just take that to where you wanted to go at the moment. But you'll get to a point where it just doesn't have the same meaning for you. And that's when you will sort of drift over towards that more etheric side of it. Um, but it is one thing which I, I also agree with Andrew about is that I do see you taking this on board in your life later and teaching some of what you've learned Um and not, and by that I don't mean becoming a martial arts instructor, but it's more about teaching people about body movement uh, that is um, based within the martial arts, but also teaching them for the body movement and this, the matching of the spiritual side of it so that they can better gain control of their own bodies, their own minds, and uh, learn how to manipulate their own environment so that they feel sturdy, grounded, secure, safe. Yes, yes. this is actually very important what you're saying because, uh, you know, when when little, uh, I, I was bullied a lot in school. So when it comes anything that has to do with physical contact, I was very, very against it. It just made, created so much fear in me. When yeah. this martial arts thing happened, he, I, he actually helped me to get a totally different perspective when it comes to the whole thing. That's why this for me has been so much more uh, understanding myself when it comes to like getting more confidence, but at the same time, as Andrew said, this is a last resort thing. It has nothing to do with the fighting thing, but the, when you when you feel adrenaline, when you feel all those different signature feelings, when you are moving, you met, you, your thoughts, you put it all together, it gives you a totally different um, perspective of life, and you can apply the same formula in every situation, and it actually gives you so much peace, and that's why uh, martial arts has been so relevant for me mm, in, mm. in this time while I'm in yeah. Venezuela is, is really helping me so much. So my question with this would be more like, uh, of course, I, I'm going to do it no matter what. I, I show whatever uh, I have learned, I share it, no problem. But this, I'm talking more as a career financial ask perspective or this is simply a, as a hobby because I'm going to do it no matter what. If this okay, is something Let, let's put it like this. To just summarize it, if you were thinking, you know, to, to use it to... Um, let's say, as a job of some type, then I would say you need to focus more on like a self-defense kind of class. Okay. If, you, if you aim for that kind of market, you will do well financially. And that okay. is something that you can do more immediately as opposed to the lofty five years from now. Okay. okay. One thing I would like to add is, you know, talking to you has, has reminded me of a story that I think is very relevant to you. Um, I have a very close friend who 
has, you know, very good martial arts skills, black belts in, you know, this and that. And he said he spent, you know, I don't know, 15 years at the time, I think, training, um, you know, Tang Sudo, Taekwondo, all that sort of stuff. And what he learned after 15 years was that what, what to back up, I should say, what he thought he would learn was that if he is encountered bullies or in a fight, that he'll be able to totally kick ass and take care of himself. It's not a problem. And what he actually learned was when you're that good, you just learn, walk away, run, <laughs> don't engage. Yes. Yes. And, yes. But it took him 15 years to learn that lesson. <laughs> and several black belts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think this story is relevant for you, for you not because I'm saying don't, don't go there. I'm saying you will get to a point where you find you will have that realization of something for you that's going to take you this long, you know, however long to get there. So it's a process that you need to, to go through to get to that awakening. Amazing. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. And uh, another question that's kind of related to that. Uh, I'm in Venezuela right now, you know, the... the, the the mindset here is very different. I actually, probably like four months ago, I created a website or a page where I, sh I, I write experiences, insights. A lot, I have been getting a lot of uh, people engaging and all of that. So based on the, the vibration or the frequency of, of where I'm at, where I am, what type of subject, what type of topic or concept should I be using more or focusing on more when it comes to like, uh, to, uh, how can I say? Because people here are not really, it's hard for them, for me to even talk about this type of things with them. This is all about like finding food, uh, being safe, like this most survival things ever. So it, it's, it's sometimes it gets tricky to be able to establish these type of conversations with people and share experiences with them. So from your perspective, what type of subjects or topics do you think uh, I should be focusing more on when it comes to uh, the type of work that I'm trying to start? Is is the type of work you're trying to start is information, like survival, how to no, keep no, yourself it's, safe? No, it's simply like all type of uh, insight from all type of uh, experiences in life. Depression, uh, happiness, uh, <laughs> forgiving, like everything I have learned based on my own experience in, to these people. Like it's, it's any topic, you, may, you name it. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> you want to know what? type of topics are going to be the most used to people is it most efficient at this time uh, right now because uh, venezuela you know it's very it's a very interesting places and uh, i cannot really I, to talk to people about love attraction that for them is so so science fiction that they have to walk way back than that <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah it's so basic yeah. <laughs> okay well when I look at the energy and uh, look at this site that you have that it has all this information on it, I think what really touches people and will, will make a big difference to people is how to affect change within your own life. Um, so if you could just even continue with, you know, basic information of how to affect change, like, you know, you talked about how you had depression, how did you get over it, what were the signs that woke you up and who helped you? You know, like get them to understand that there are support groups out there and not necessarily called support group, but also to look, you know, family, friends, um, 
groups, social groups, uh, church, whatever it is, but that they're not alone, I guess is the big message. They're not alone. Everybody goes through these kind of things and give your own examples. I mean, don't give too much personal detail, but give some examples and then give them like a step-by-step guide that how they could achieve it, you know, in their own different scenarios. So, for example, if you had a best friend, you could talk to your best friend. If you had a social group, a YMCA or something, then you could um, talk to them. Do you see what I mean? Yes, yes. That, that Actually, that's what I've been doing. It more like writing, actually. Sometimes I talk to people and stuff like that. The thing is, uh, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of my time. And, of course, it's... Uh, of course, uh, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to do it more, but, you know, I need to uh, live in other ways when yes, it comes yes. to, like, support myself. So, especially when you talk to people about these type of things, they they don't think they don't see this as a job but more as a something you're supposed to give uh, yeah yeah you know okay so let me ask you this question would you consider moving to a different area i i'm trying but the thing is that i i was pretty much forced to be in venezuela right now and but i mean I, like like could you move to the more central city area or i mean no, where I, are you I, in actually rough- i actually i was in caracas in the capital but it, it became so chaotic they had to move to an island. So I've been in an island for a li- for about a month. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to stay here as long as possible because there is so much conflict in the country right now. They, this is right, the right. Safe, safest place to be. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I understand that completely. Um, I think uh, possibly one of the things you also need to look at is how can you increase the amount of people that touch your website? Okay. Um, at the moment, what kind of things are you doing that, to promote the the page, or are you just l- putting it up there and not really doing anything? No, I mean I, I put it out there, but no, I don't think that I'm being uh, promoting it as as much as I should. It's just like I, I probably has a belief to have that I don't want to self promote myself. It's just letting the information go itself. But at the same time, I'm aware that I should be putting more effort when it comes to promoting it. Just the social social things, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Right. I've been getting I've been getting a lot of engagement, like around five thousand people. It's not much, but at least it starts with something. Oh, that's very good. That's very good for doing nothing. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's Have- why I was like wanted to know if this is something should be uh, putting okay. more energy into. Or have you considered doing a podcast radio show? Yes, actually. I mean, your very, English is very good, good enough to do a bilingual sort of oh, stuff. Oh, th- thank you. I'm trying to get some confidence in, in English. No, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely, oh, it's, it's good enough. Don't, don't in any way feel that that's not good enough. Because this is something that I think you would find that really touches people to their heart. You know, hearing your voice makes a big difference to seeing it typed. Because it yes. makes it more real, and they're not suspicious of is that really him? I mean, who really knows who's writing this stuff? Maybe I won't say too much, just in case they know where I live. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. People have to no. think like that, right? Yes, Whereas if yes. you have something like that, oh, could you just hold on, please, Joelle? The music's coming. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the fascinating Andrew Bartzis. And for those of you interested in a private session and that want to go deeper with your questions with either Andrew or myself, go ahead and call the office now at country code 1 for America, 360 
894-0692 and they'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, the number for a one-on-one session with Andrew or myself is one for US 360-894-0692. Joelle, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Um, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about your possibility of doing a podcast and your excellent English. Actually, I'm planning to uh, move to Vancouver in Canada by the end of this year. So hopefully once when I arrive there, I will be able to do things more uh, like you're saying in English and Spanish. However, I feel more comfortable in Spanish. I will try to focus more in South America. But yes, I will for, for sure follow your advice when it comes to me believing a little bit more of uh, that I can actually speak uh, English enough so I can do it. I think it's not just believing that you can speak English well enough. I think it's more about believing that your message is worthwhile for people all around the world. Just limiting yourself to one country, um, I understand why you're doing that, but your issue touches many different countries who have not the same situation, but similar anguish and fear and, you know, depression, um, similar issues that you're experiencing. And they would love to hear what you've done, how you did it, you know, your life, not exactly your life story, but how to, and that they're not alone. I mean, we all want to know that we're not alone. And this is something that you can do for people. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I will for sure... Uh focus on that, but I just need a little uh, a reformation or reinforce when it comes to this, but for sure I will. Thank you so much. Of course. Of course. I, I, I have something that I want to add. You know, as Kathy was saying, your, 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 your grasp of the English language is good enough. It's the grasp of the material. Just like she was saying, you understand it and are able to translate it into both languages accurately. This is what you have to see as your, your gift right now. In this gift, I, I really think if you had a really good microphone, like a, a like a regular cardioid microphone, and you got to listen to your voice and listen to your fo- flow in Spanish and then in your flow in English, I think you will discover that your Spanish voice has a lot more emotion, but the intellectual <laughs> voice is coming out in English. Yes, very true. <laughs> okay? yeah. It's because yeah. it's the way you've learned it. Yes. Now you're just going to be learning and by teaching yourself another way to transfer the intellect into the Spanish prose. And what I would suggest for you is just just look at something that you would like to talk about and talk about it strictly in Spanish and then do an exact same broadcast exactly in English. Okay. Okay. And you can do podcasts that are 8, 10, 20 minutes long and put them up there. Even, even where you're at, cell phones are common enough that people share information. Computers are common enough. So for those that are information seekers, they will find it. Okay. I'll, Use the I'll, free I'll. tools out there. You have a great potential right now. And the confidence is just stepping up on the stage you created, which is your website, your Facebook page, and the knowledge and wisdom you have right now. Okay. Just begin well, like to share I for sure will. I, I guess everything you're saying is just more confirmation, but at the same time, it's just uh, I value you guys' uh, perspective. Uh, of course, I have to be neutral. I cannot just be biased yeah. with people and, no and matter I, who I, you are. I, 
I will say this: you could be the next Spanish Art Bell. Oh, <laughs> wow! Well, no, I'm telling you that you have that potential in you right now. Well, th th thank you, thank you so much. I will for sure uh, focus on that and, and I step it up, so I can really. I guess, I guess no. I, ha I just have to do as simple as that. I, I, you mentioned it before. I have a thrive in my soul. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I know that. Uh, I just, I'm very happy to hear what you're saying. So I will for sure take action. Okay. Your action I will turn knowledge into wisdom. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Every <laughs> time you go to do a recording, recording, you say action turns knowledge into wisdom, and every recording will be your wisdom. Confirm it. I will confirm it for sure. All right, Joel. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you for calling in. And, and, you know, you had your power outage last time, but we got you back. And thank you. Thank you so much for being a teacher to everyone. No, th thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I cannot, I thank you for my heart. You, I mean, you feel my energy. I don't have to tell you oh, anything. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Andrew. And much respect to both of you. Thank you. Thank right. you. Another incredible call, Kathy. I know. It's so great that we could get it back. <laughs> yeah. And it's so worthwhile. Everything you said, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have learned a lot and thinking about things that they probably never thought about before. Right. Never thought about before or looked at in a, in a new way of, 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 can I do that too? Look where yeah. this guy's calling in from, from an island in Venezuela with chaos all around, and yet he's still driving to share to the world. Mm, I know. I mean, what strength of spirit is that, right? Exactly. What strength of spirit is that? Wow. Well done, Joel. Thank you for calling. <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to our next caller. Asa, are you there? Asa. Asa Angelica, via Skype, are you there? Maybe you're on mute, Asa. No, can you hear me? Yes, yes we can hear you. <laughs> Hi, I'm so glad to be on. <laughs> okay, we I'm can barely hear you. Can you come closer to the computer? Yes, can you, can you hear me now? Oh, you're still quite distant. Okay, I'm calling from an iPad, so maybe that's it. Yeah, you just got to get look, find out where the actual microphone is. It sounds like it's on the side of the iPad. Yeah, is this there, now we can hear you? Yep, yep, now we can hear okay. you. <laughs> so, oh, where are you yeah. calling from today? I'm calling from uh, Mandal, Norway. It's in the south, uh, the southest uh, town in Norway, facing Denmark. Uh, another uh, out of country caller. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Oh, I have too many. Uh, but I'm doing okay. I'm in a lovely journey, and I'm. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being in it. You have already helped me uh, a lot um, for many, many ways, and um, um, I, I think I put a lot of blockages in in my uh, in 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 my um, you know journey. So um, because every time I want to reading they only tell me what I already know <laughs> so um, maybe I can tell you what I already find out and maybe you can fill in um, you know so uh, the blank sort of okay go ahead um, I found out that uh, first time here on planet earth um, I'm um, um, I'm um, or I, I still am 
uh, I was a healing uh, light being, and uh, I sort of tipped over, I found out uh, lately. Um, and um, and uh, to the dark side, sort of. Uh, I don't know what I did, but um, I must have done something bad because I'm here. <laughs> I don't think um, you did anything bad this lifetime that affects you at all. Okay. Uh, because I, I feel that uh, I was a light being and, and uh, the planet le needed some help. And I, I heard a call and came down and I thought I, I could do this in five minutes and, and be off. And uh, when you're here, you find out that that's not that, that simple. Well, um, nothing here is simple because it's, it's all about understanding time. And yes. if a being comes in only understanding six colors of time, and this is a seven color time, they find themselves drastically under underprepared for what the turmoil is and the turmoil is the reduction of spirit into will you use the I am presence or will you fall victim to your own creation of programs so the I am presence can be in the dream world the battle for life here is staying in the body staying in the now and it has been that for millions and millions of years even when we were seventh density people it's what you can do in the body in these moments of time and how those would affect the future being fully experiencing seven color time, looking back with hindsight going, these were my moments of growth. So that darkness that you understood and you understand from your perspective is a teaching point from you. It's a stepping off point of what occurred in previous signature frequencies of beings who had choice points in the mighty moment of now. Your choice point is radically different than everything that's came before you. You're about to step forward into a whole new level of hands-on healing because the representation of that healing light being was the manifestation of healing. It doesn't matter the action that the being did, even if that ended that being or created some other form. It's a reminder to you that you are that light being flowing through your mind and down your synapses into your fingers is the power of the light to transform darkness that's it's touching. Yes, I got a realization here for a few weeks ago that um, my how I heal is sort of from inside and out. It's a transforming light that's using your heart and your mind to identify yeah. the sympathetic traumas of the individual. Yeah. And, and one, one day I, I uh, got something uh, that before I came down here, I, I was a, a healing light being, and I was healing uh, whole uh, races of beings. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me, sit down on the floor because this is kind of heavy because now you're human and humans, you know, uh, this body is like a, a whole universe by itself. So it's hard to take uh, a bunch of humans and heal them. You, you need to uh, sort of uh, take one and one. And yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. 100% right there. Yep. The whole body is a universe. That's why yeah. I say we have unlimited space inside our own bodies and no time to outcreate anything around us. Yeah, because I, I, I think that was a big shock for me when I came down here. I cried for two years when I was a baby. And I had a very hard time being here. And uh, now I understand that this body I have is a universe and I need to talk to it like it is a universe 
because I'm used to just heal it. You know, it's so simple in other places because it's so light, you know, and you can take a bunch of people and heal them at once, you know, because they are connected. But here there are separate sort of. Now, it can be done here, too. It's just understanding the shared reality rules. And this is why you cried for two years, because the shared reality rules were so tilted to one faction's advantage that the success rate of other healers would be vastly limited to nothingness. Yeah, I have a problem with healers. <laughs> now, you have a, a problem with the tilted rules. Because I okay. feel I can't heal down here, or, or you, heal you, you are. Here. It doesn't. You are healing down here. You are. You just. You're doing more of your work on the unseen side with unseen material effects. That's the tilted to the other advantage. And this is where you have to literally flip the concept 100 percent that I don't have to play by their rules anymore, and begin to create your craft your own reality rules for your constructed healing belief path. You know you're that connected light being. You know you cried for two years when you were born because the rules were into er to other beings of advantage and not to everyone's. A very hierarchical system. You have to begin to deconstruct the hierarchical system around the clients that come to visit you and the hierarchical system that you exist in. Thus, more of your infinite soul can be in this body that's this whole individual unique universe calling in all of your soul shards from all other expressions of life to come and occupy the universe of you in all yeah, of these I, beings in non-competition yeah but because i i have uh now i i'm going to start a new company and i get paid from uh the government to do it it was very strange that happened but but they do and i find out that i can heal a bunch of people actually if they are um, ready for it, sort of. Um, I'm a photographer and I, I'm uh, going to build up a company uh, with photo studios. And I found out I can heal people with the flashes. It's a, it's a, uh, a flash is a very, you know, a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. You know, that mm -hmm. comes to you. And I thought, why not uh, uh, bring some healing energy into it? So those who can, um, you know, resonate with that, they, they can actually heal themselves with, with just taking some pictures. Yes, healing the self is as, is as easy as taking pictures, drinking a cup of water that has belief around it, so on and so forth. It's the nature of our rules. And the very nature of our rules are changing in the last five years you couldn't heal with pictures five years ago, but you can today because the reality is much different. Yeah, that's Belief why it's easy to build this up because it's not ready, I feel. So I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about the business side of this. I think some of the bigger situation that's going on you is the mundane things that you, this light being that's a healer, has to deal with. And taking care of many of these mundane business tasks that are all around you will clear up the field so the healer will not have to use flash photography, but the photography will be recording her hands doing the healing. Hi, Asa. Hi, hi, Kathy. Nice hi. to <laughs> Yes, talk very to nice to talk to you. <laughs> um, let me see if I've got this right. You're planning on doing a, a new branch of your business as a photographer to yeah, do healing with flash photography. Is that right? 
Yeah, but this is, uh, I'm not taking the pictures. It's going to be automatic. So people can sort of, uh, there's no photographer there. It's like a, a big photo box, you know, big size. Uh, so you can. Okay. Uh, so like you'd go to the subway or something and you'd see a big photo box there and go and get and put your coins in and, and get a flash. Is that what yeah, you that is the old version of it. I'm doing okay. a new one. So this will be in shopping malls. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it will be like, um, so you can be uh, groups in there and you can take uh, the whole, um, you know, the, the whole of you. Um, uh, so so it's going to feel like you're walking into a real photo stu studio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what, uh, what is it that you think is, like, what are you going to alter the flashlight? I'm not quite clear on... Uh, your concept of the flashlight, how that is going to produce the healing. Is it you will put energy I, in it or? I, I'm, I, I have asked the Arcturians to help me. <laughs> okay. Secret yeah. formula from the Arcturians. <laughs> yeah, because they, they can heal and they, and, you know, they, they have a lot of, uh, they're working through a lot of, um, you know, physical, uh, you know, te technical stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. what, what I understand, I you know they agreed to that and i asked them uh, if i could use their logo or, or their there's uh, you know their the the sign for arcturian mm -hmm. arcturus um right. and um and i i did the logo myself and i i said i need from you know i i want to ask for permission to use it because it's a powerful symbol mm -hmm. and then i looked at the clock and it said 11 11. <laughs> so I said, okay, thank you. Uh, and uh, I, I feel good about it. And that's the most important thing I, I feel. So, um, and I, I'm using that, but I took uh, away the circle in that symbol because I don't need the planet. I just want to use their energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and I, I'm, I, I'm sort of building up a new concept of building up companies like putting in the right energy from the soul of the company. The company will be its own sort of um, being, can you say? Mm. So I never heard of this before. I, I just uh, know I have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a part of uh, it's my it's my growth in in this company. Mm -hmm. I I will learn a lot about myself and what I can do. And also uh, build up a company from from another perspective that it mm. is today. Okay, I think I understand. All right, when I look at your energy, what I'll say about your your planned project is you will need something else as well as this flash photography for a let's call it a marketing tool, um, because at the end of the day. You know, business is also about marketing and you can't um, ignore the, the power of that. So when I see what's happening in, let's just call them your photo booths, um, to me it's look like, is there a possibility that you can alter the color of the photograph to be deeper? Yes. D do you know what I mean? I'm not 100% sure what I mean, but that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Because um, if you can alter the color to be deeper, that is an excellent marketing uh, technique that you can use to package the whole thing all together. Yeah. 
okay? Um, and don't worry so much about uh, what it's going to look like. Worry more about what it's going to cost, okay? Yes. Because whatever you're <laughs> thinking right now, you have to triple that because this is going to be expensive. Even without my suggestion, this is going to be much more expensive than you thought. So from a business perspective, um, I would say the best is to get some sponsors or a business partner that just want to invest um, because the way that you want to do it, you need to make con uh, maintain control over this project because, you know, you know what you're doing, you know the frequency that you're going to be doing in it and you can't have people dabbling or um, giving opinions about that. But in terms of the actual booth itself, the locations, um, the marketing, the sales, you can definitely have input from other people, but you will need more financial backing that you, than you have at the moment. Yeah, because I have nothing. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I'm working on, on, on getting investors. And, and I'm luckily, I'm in Norway. It's a lot of money here. So, <laughs> well, good, I'm good. I'm thinking about it's a lot of oil money here and, and kind of I see it as a bad money, you know? Okay, Doesn't hang on. Matter? The music is coming. So, Asa, can you just hold on and we'll catch you after the break? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the fascinating Andrew Bartsis. And remember, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So go ahead and contact Tanakh at galactichistorian.com. And for those of you who don't know, Andrew is offering a free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. Sign up for free at andrewbartsis.com. Just put your name and email when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, just get it at andrewbartsis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. Asa, are you still there? Yes, I am. Great. Thank you for waiting. Um, so going back to the project of the photo booth. Um, so number one, you need to write a business plan for yourself so that you can show it to potential investors that can help you fund this project. Again, yeah. remember that you are the one that needs to maintain the technical control and no interference on that side. So while you were doing this, I would like to also challenge you to think of it like this. This will take time for you to organize. So while you're doing this external technology um, healing technique that you can give to the world, what are you going to do to focus the healing internally and in the physical for yourself now and those around you it's a very challenging question because i know that you you're working on different levels and your spirit is out there and you are doing amazing stuff but what can you the person actually do to better your healing circumstances for yourself and people around you at the moment uh, it's it's a rhetorical question really i'm just challenging you to think <laughs> bigger <laughs> 
and, and yeah. in the practical for the now because even though you are doing this technology side of things, which is awesome, you have to think about the now and what you're going to be doing within yourself and uh, your own internal being, your own internal healing and for those around you. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? I, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a, a big YouTuber, so I, I uh, a lot of YouTube and listening to to different stuff there. And I I, I sort of uh, this last this year has been very very enlightening for me. So I'm learning stuff almost every day now, mm -hmm. and healing myself. And I understand sort of why things has happened to me, and and I got I have contact with my past self and my future self so mm -hmm. we we have meetings <laughs> and, uh, yeah. do, you, do you fix uh, a time <laughs> yeah because I, I was sorry for myself because i understood some stuff i went through when i was a child and now i understand why because i needed to learn uh, mm -hmm. certain you know things mm -hmm. and i i said i'm sorry that you need to go through that i know it's hard but you need to go through it because now you are so strong you know, because there it will be a storm coming and you need to be strong and stand tall, you know, through it all. It's not, that's, that's why uh, this is coming to you. Mm -hmm. And when I said, I'm sorry to my past, my future self came and said, well, I'm also sorry because I will drive you even harder <laughs> because uh, now we're in contact. And my future self also said, I'm sorry that... It's hard, but soon it will be okay, and soon everything will reveal itself, and you will understand it all, and and it will be easier, and 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 you will get the healing going. You will understand who you are, and and you will get strong. But it is hard also to be strong on this planet because there's a lot a lot of other energies that, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. coming to you. You know. Mm -hmm. Have you um, done any? personal healing you know on, on your own physical level for the last six months i had a friend healing me a few days ago mm -hmm. what did they do um she i i don't i didn't feel anything i don't know if she actually healed me or not but uh we asked my my sort of uh healing buddies uh the ones that i i was before i came here Mm -hmm. uh, for, for help and uh, they they are working sort of inside and out so it was a different way of doing it you you need to just let go and they just do the job sort of you know um but i i, I let me ask you this maybe i i didn't put that question in a good way have you had anything for yourself like let's say um reiki or past life regression quantum healing, anything like that? Have you done I any thought, of that? I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have well, that's step one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a friend, he just got his Reiki um, um, certificate and, and made uh, a few classes, but he is so w wounded, sort of. He has been sick a long time, so I don't want that energy in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel he's not ready to, okay. to heal others. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I would... I really would put your feelers out and see if you can get some of this stuff, you know. Um, I definitely, I think for you, uh, Reiki would really open you a lot, really would 
help you connect with yourself in a way that you're not being able to right now and also help you facilitate your own inner healing. Um, I really am attracted to um, the, the vision I'm seeing of past life regression because I think that will help you understand more about where you're at. Even though you're delving back, it will help you see more of what's going on for you now in a way that you're not seeing at the moment. Like one of the things when I look at your energy is I think that you really need to be more connected within your own body. You need to do your own internal healing. You need to worry more about your physical self for a little while, while you're still doing all this other stuff. Um, (laughs) I want you to stop, take time, think, (laughs) number one, Asa is important. Number two, take care of the physical. (laughs) Find some resources that will help you. Step six or seven, business plan. Step nine or ten, <laughs> manifesting <laughs> other stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> I hear you. I, I, I got a, a feeling that I needed to do this alone because I've been alone so much in my life and, and that it helped me because now I'm, I'm stronger from that. I'm learning to involve other people. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to have fun and, and that, that it's, it's okay to, to, to just enjoy it here. I haven't enjoyed my time here yet, and and so so I'm in progress with with, with that. Well, well I good. think one of your bigger challenges right now is going to be what are you going to do to keep yourself learning? Because you have a connection with the Arcturians, means you have something at your advantage right now, and that is a form of communication that shows you the higher source. The higher source is showing you about healing technology. But really, you need to be applying this stuff on yourself. Yeah. You know, you could be doing your own flash healing on yourself right now without any investors, without any of that. So really, you have to begin to focus all of your knowledge and wisdom on this I am being, healing the traumas, healing the two years of crying you did at birth, which you've already admitted. Heal those things. Yeah. And then call yourself the master healer when you've achieved that level of being the master healer, for to create that technology, you have to emanate and be the master healer. Yeah, I know, but I don't know how. (laughs) Go out and learn. Just like what this show has talked about over and over and over again. Go and find those people that can be the mentors into the next state of education for yourself. You can go and learn Reiki 1 and 2 in a weekend. You can go and learn Quantum Healing, Quantum Touch, Level 2 in a weekend. You can go and learn Cranial Sacral 1 in a three-day weekend. All of those things are available. It's a matter of putting it on your schedule and following through with it and then co-creating with those skills that you've learned. But I have a belief that that I'm not supposed to do that. And I think that's a false belief that the young person that came in and cried for two years made a set of choices because this, the, the reality was tilted in the hierarchical favor and the low people could never truly succeed unless they did all their hard work. Yeah. But you came in at the bottom of the barrel for a reason, to show the hierarchical system anyone can do it. Yeah. That's I, the um, bigger healing. Yeah. Hmm. So I have a question for you. What do you, what do you, in your photography job, what is it that you do to actually make money? Is it you just take uh, 
photos? Are you a, a journalist? What is it? No, I I am I uh, I'm a photographer, like like portraits and and yeah, normal photography. Okay. I went to school for two years for that, but now I I uh, uh, I got uh, I have two kids, so I, I was home for a few years, and then uh, uh, I started working at hotels and stuff, and that didn't work out, and, and then. Uh, uh, I got this idea that I uh, needed to do this company and I started doing that and then uh, the government stopped me and said that I couldn't do it anymore and then I got a really low period of, uh, in my life mm -hmm. and uh, suddenly one day they, they came to me and asked if I wanted to start it up again so I, now I get paid for the, from the government to do this to get myself a, a job by uh, building up this company. Okay, so they're giving you assistance to build up the company, to use existing Flash, whatever it is that you're going to use. What I want you to do is put a little micro laboratory together. Okay, what is it from this technology that you've learned from the Octarians that you can begin to go and apply right now on yourself, healing yourself, being the first case study of your own technology? while still going out and learning all the forms of healing. Because if you don't know the common traumas that other people have, the type of light technology you use will not be able to fully deal with the wide variety of things that is in this universal-sized body. Oh, I haven't thought about this. <laughs> I know. That's the missing part of it. So thank That's you the missing part. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. You're going to you're you're learn the database. You're going to learn the database so the light can emanate the right frequency in its flash series. Yeah. I've talked about other technology that is in, in a, similar in a camera flash in com combination with sound that can heal mass traumas in people in a stadium. So this does exist all throughout the okay. universe. So what you are seeing and understanding from the Arcturians is 100% real, but you have to be the living database so the technology knows how to react and respond to the individual trauma that it's going to be flashing at or working with because it is healing something on a multidimensional, multi-time frequency. Yeah. <laughs> because I know this is bigger than I know it is now, you know, so, so I'm very, very careful of, of what kind of energy I put in. So if I have a bad day, I don't touch this concept, you know. No, um, no, 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 no. That's that's the absolute wrong wrong way to take it. You have to take okay. every day a good day. And if you're having a bad day, you have to challenge that bad day and convert it and transform it. You're a healer working on a technology that can heal the world. If you have a bad day, the rest of the world is screwed. You cannot allow your moods and emotions to determine how connected you are. Oh, that was a little pressure. <laughs> no, that's healing 101. Oh. Healing 101. I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about that healing 101. We talked about this yesterday on charting your course about breaking the cycle. Yes. I mean, healing, especially self-healing, is a challenge because when you start to heal yourself, you have to process and go through all these yucky emotions that you've been not addressing for a long time, put on the back burner. But if you don't process them and go through a healing and acknowledge them, you cannot get them to leave. They cannot dissipate. By 
by going through your healing journey, think of it not so much as, oh, no, I have to relive it. Think of it more like, if I don't look at it again, I can never get rid of this and I'm going to carry it with me forever. <laughs> and even though it's yucky and painful, some of it to look at and to go through, even when you think about it, imagine the joy and the fulfillment you're going to feel when you've let it go and it's dissipated and out of your energy. And that is what healing is about. It's being able to let go, dissipate all this yucky negative stuff that's within you that really serves no purpose with you anymore. But of course, a lot of healing is not pleasant, but if you don't do it, you're always going to carry this with you forever. So it's a bit like perpetuating the cycle. How can you break out of the cycle if you can't even acknowledge you're just stuck in a cycle? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because I had a big revelation a few months ago that I have always been, you know, uh, since, I, since I was a child that... Um, it's, it was a grieving, uh, I was grieving something and I didn't know mm. what. And some. And one day I thought, oh, I, I know what it is because when I came down here as a baby, I understood that, that I could never be the same again. This planet mm. is, is changing you forever. And I loved myself before, you know, I, I, I was so happy. But I, I can never go back and be the same. And that hurt me so much. And then I cleared sort of that energy out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was so, uh, I think I'm still happy for that. Mm. It, you know? It's always um, difficult to face change, you know. And at the time when you have everything that you're missing now, you don't really, really understand or realize what you have. It's only when you don't have it, you realize how good it was. <laughs> yeah, because I miss it now. I'm like, no, yeah, I yeah. That again. yeah, I know. I know that feeling, you yeah. know, it's hindsight, right? <laughs> yeah, now I'm scared of what, who am I now? Because I know I'm so changed and, and this experience on, on this planet will change me so much forever. Darling, and, you changed at birth. Know. Darling, you changed at birth. And you have this, been this person for how many years now? I want to bring you to a grounding point. You have made a lot of decisions based off of your mystical experiences that are still relevated by the, the perspective of the young girl that is crying for this experience. And I think you are off course on some of your perspectives about disconnection and reconnection. You, you have to must truly see the bigger picture here. You came here for a reason, whether in awareness or unawareness. It was a little child who chose to use energies of despair in this world, which was also emanated from your mother and father at the time. You're a highly empathic being who has taken on imprints of others and has created, like a set of dominoes, a, 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 a false umbrella of belief. You have all these other beliefs under the umbrella that stand up the test of time. But the very top of this umbrella is still very much based on the girl that was crying for the loss of something. But in fact, you gained a whole new layer of experience in which you're done with this. You will share with the rest of the universe. It was the whole reason you came here as a light being and a healer to challenge the very hierarchical system that was dominating the rest of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I think you really need to relook at the foundations of your belief and understand you're one degree off at the very beginning. That means at the end course where you are at now, you're 10 miles to the left of the landing point in your philosophy, in the belief about yourself, which has led to fear of creation, what has led you into a situation where you're not feeling fulfilled because you're missing something you haven't had this life. That's one of the greatest misuses of skill that's out there. Mourning for something you never had this life. Yeah. I encounter this all the time in my private session of people who do not want to be on this godforsaken planet. And that is a belief from a past life, bleeding through to this lifetime, making this experience far less rich than it can be. Go back to the little girl that cried for two years and every other little girl in you who justified that crying for two years based off of what you believe now and and create a whole new perspective because the knowledge and education you had from the the girl crying for two years created a foundation, a foundation that doesn't stand up the test of time, but it doesn't mean you cannot go back and look at the choice points that were created in that moment so you could get to another higher level where you could let go of the original creation and create a whole new one and not have any shame, blame, or guilt for what you had to do before. For this lifetime, you are manifesting whole new levels of stuff that the whole universe is going to go, wow, that's brand new. We never had that before. And you volunteered to go and do it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know you what got, to say. <laughs> it's because you've had this belief your whole, your whole lifetime that it was only that way. It wasn't. That was just the little girl crying in that intellect that created that belief that the rest of your lifetime kept adding color to. Yeah. Until it is where it is today. Yeah. That is... Mm. Yeah, I understand because I know something is, is kind of off from the core, core of, of me. So I'm, I'm glad you're telling me. Um, hmm. I have some work to do. That's getting out there and healing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what both Kathy and I, I have been saying. It's, it's you understanding that the government is going to give you a chance to go out and make the project real, but it'll take three years to make it real, minimum. It'll take hundreds of thousands of dollars, minimum. It'll take insurance. It'll take employees and all those things you're not even ready to conceive of yet. Yeah, I know sort of what what I need, and I know it will take some time. And I know I also get some money from the government now to fix myself because I need to fix myself first. I know I, I uh, that is very Spend the strong. money on healing. Spend the money on healing classes. But I don't believe I can heal anyone. <laughs> and that's your false belief. That's your false belief from the two-year-old that cried her eyes out for two straight years. Yeah, because I know I can heal people, but then I got this, but, but you can't in this body, you can't. Because yes, now you can. I, I am a living, living, breathing example that healing can happen in this body, as is Kathy, and as are dozens of people that call the show and have their own individual healing, as for well as the people that listen to every different caller and find their own healing in it. Healing is everywhere in this manifest now. It's a matter if we choose to see it. 
I think also, Asa, you have to realise that some of this is probably tied up with your own self-doubt and self-esteem. Like, you know, I hear the words you say, I, I'm not a healer, I can't heal people, yet we can see that that is not true. And you're already talking about doing healing on a more technologically advanced way. So, in fact, the idea and the concept of being a healer, the actual going through to do something so that people can be healed, it's all within you. But now you're, ch you're faced with that challenge as to what can you do, just you, yourself. And for you to be able to do healing effectively for other people, you also must do healing on yourself. Yeah, I know that 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 is the part that is stopping me for for touching even other or or just think about heal, healing others because I know I'm not, you, you know, I I I know yes, I it's it's the it's the low myself, the know? low self esteem and the self doubt, you know, yeah. and and all of us face this, all of us face this, you know, uh, don't feel that you're alone in this sense, and you keep you know in your mind dreaming about what you used to have and how wonderful it was but you can make what you have now also wonderful but you have to take steps you have to take control you have to make a decision that you want to be present you want to do something you want to feel good you want to have wonderful and then move forward with it you have to yeah. make that choice that big giant first step it's hard yeah. it's hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very 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 hard. I I have I have already you know cleared out some stuff and family stuff and and all that and and changed some stuff. But you realize the more you dig in it, the more comes up. Yes, but then don't you feel lighter having cleared out some of that stuff to start with, right? Oh yeah. And yeah, you've waited a long and you've waited a long time to start digging, and you're only <laughs> twenty five shovels in a thousand shovel dig. Yeah, we're all scared. <laughs> Don't exactly. be scared of a thousand shovels. That's only like 50 wheelbarrows of dirt. There is an end I'm to the healing. <laughs> See, you're still scared of the potential of your healing and that it reveals something you don't want to know about yourself, that you're more traumatized than you were. And the answer is you're not. You got to do the basics like everyone else. And that's the other reason yeah. you cried for so long. I earned the basics. I spent a million years as a light being. Why don't I get my entitlement? <laughs> yeah. Your entitlement now is to self-educate, self-heal, and the gift is the journey of it. Enjoy that gift. That's the wonders of this world. All right, everyone. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That is our music. We'll catch you this